what's happening, everybody? Thank you for joining us on another episode of An Earful in the Emerald City. I'm running out of dumb ways to say that. Uh, thank you guys for being here. We appreciate it. Glad you guys stopped by for another uh, dosage of your boy Iceberg Slim here and uh, and friends. Uh, good friend today. Uh, actually, we've got a first timer for the show. I don't, I don't, you know, we do our best to keep it fresh, but. Uh, I haven't had one in at least a month or two here. So, first time I'm here for the show. Good friend of mine. You know, just an interesting dude. I like chatting with. Uh, I get to work with him for a sliver of my week. A sliver. That's probably about the most of him I could take. But uh, nah, no, he's a good guy. Uh, Mr. Arden Massey joining me here today. Uh, like I said, he's a first timer here. We had a good time, and like I said, he's a really interesting guy. He's got some crazy theories going on in that noggin of his, but. God damn it, I like some crazy theories from time to time. We all need a little craziness in our life. So, yeah, like, like I said, first time he's been wanting to do it. He hasn't done too much public speaking recently. He had a he had a couple uh, little slip-ups, you know. One, he was hoping I would edit out, but uh, I'm an asshole. And secondly, I like to give it to you guys raw, you know. I, I, don't, I don't do more editing than need be. I don't cut out every little this and that. What you hear is what we said for the most part, okay? Besides a little nibble on the front, a little circumcision off the back. You know how that goes. So uh, you guys will definitely notice that point, but, you know, hey, it's, that's what happens. It's an hour and a half of communicating, and unfortunately not the entire hour and a half is going to be perfectly smooth and eloquent, you guys, okay? How many screw-ups would you guys make if we were recording you guys having an hour-plus conversation, all right? So get off our back here, would you? No, I'm just kidding, you guys. But, uh, yeah, thank you guys for joining us. Appreciate it. Another episode of An Earful in the Emerald City. I think this is 105. I've been messing up with the numbers here, but I think it's 105. Uh, anyways, yeah, enjoy my conversation, you guys, with Arden Massey. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Quite a few of us. Names are crazy to me. I was thinking about this earlier today. Mm-hmm. Like everybody has one, and nobody got to pick them. You know, like how raw of a deal is that? And you can't even choose it until you're 18 in most places. Yeah, but who's going to be the person that changes their name? Like, how bad was it? What do you? I mean, I'm not Adolf Berg. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I did have a cousin named named Harry Butts. B u t t s. I am no oh, serious. Man. He wanted to have a junior, and she said no, <laughs> not happening. Harry Butts Junior. Mm-hmm. Oh man, see that? Yeah, that's like the stuff of prank call legends, right there. You know, right, right, uh, right. Yeah, is uh, yeah, is uh, Mike Mike Hunt there? Is Mike Hunt <laughs> alcoholic? You know, guys like that. IP freely. But you think about it though, and it's like, especially with last names or surnames as we'll put it since right. we're going back here it's like there's always a story there there's always something going on mm-hmm. like there's a reason that people came to that you didn't mm-hmm. you didn't no one you know had themselves called douche nozzle <laughs> mcfarland <laughs> you know yeah, exactly I not mean, intentionally yeah like so that's crazy i mean you got the barbers you got the the smiths you know the, what is a Johnson? What is a Johnson? Is that a, is that a well, thing? Well, we know well we know what it means in slang, <laughs> and so if that if, I mean if if that's your last name, then you know because you uh, like blacksmith, shoemaker, you shoemaker. know, yeah, that's true. I never thought of that. Like that, that. That that's what you did. So if you had a last name Johnson, 
you know, then that could be slang in the D, baby. That <laughs> <laughs> was Ca- Casanova Johnson. Casanova. Yeah, Johnson. that's the that's the one that gets me. What the heck was the Johnson? But I mean, that is so. But what about like a Lynch? What, what was that person doing? Oh God, dear God! <laughs> no one, you know what? None, no one's lived to tell about it. So we we don't really have accurate information on that. Yeah, that's true. On my on my uh, Irish side. Uh, Talking about how names are put together, uh, we go. My mom is my mom's Irish, uh, being McGill, mm-hmm. and uh, that came that got chopped from McGillicuddy in a long time ago. Uh, and, I forget, <laughs> and I'm sorry, but I forget what county it's where we we come from. But there was a guy named Gill, and he lived in the county Cuddy, so he was Gill of Cuddy. <laughs> and let's say he had offspring. Let's say he had Aaron. So you were Aaron of Gill of Cuddy. Well, whether it's Mick. Mac, O, and stuff like that. Those means those uh, those first parts are those mean of like so like if like Conan O'Brien, he's Conan of the Clan Brian. Okay, and so we had Mick Gill of Cuddy, and it just it just continued McGillicuddy, and then we came <laughs> off the boat and they chopped it to McGill, and that was pretty much the end of that. Okay, McGillicuddy, man, yeah, that just. You know that kid's getting teased in junior high. I mean, there's no way around it. Come on, they're gonna they're gonna r- rape him over the coals. <laughs> Shit, change his name to Lynch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh man, so uh, so what uh, do you like dig into your past? Like, do you know your family heritage? Do you guys like practice that, or do you keep on touch with that? I've because I've we've always been a family that we're. A bunch of fucking mutts, essentially. You, just, you yeah, know, a bunch of Heinz fifty. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the only thing in my lineage I know is alcoholic. That's the. That's about the only part. Well, of Well, then it. you I'm... must have plenty of Irish in you. So, that's... <laughs> well, it could, it could be. <laughs> that could be. My father, he's actually uh, he's the one who's deep into that. Uh, I find it interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I do, but as far as uh, keeping all the records, whether it's uh, now that we have technology to record voice, whether they did not. Um, keeping all that put together. So every generation, as much information about people as we can get in our family and where we come from, he keeps all that stuff documented and put mm. together. I do find it interesting, but uh, I don't think I'm involved in that as nearly as much as he is. Yeah. Which is to say hardly at all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, you know, I, I think maybe it's one of those things. Maybe when you get a little bit older and you're close to, closer to his age, you know, maybe mm. you start thinking about your legacy more and mm. maybe you do go back that road and kind of paint that out. I mean, that's like for me, when I think about having wanting to have kids, mm-hmm. I, for me, like the biggest part is like, think of what has happened and what people have gone through to get to this point where our genes are still out there successfully procreating and, you know, keeping going after two, three, four, a thousand years. Like think of all that shit that's happened, world wars, plagues, all this thing that have gone down and you know, your family line, you still fought through it, through it Mm -hmm. all, you know, and made it happen. The great depression, Mm -hmm. the dust bowl. I mean, and then all of a sudden you're just going to be like, Eh, no, I want to be able to go out and drink on Tuesday nights. Uh, no, we're good here. We're good. Thanks, and guys. That decision was and, the and that's end it. Of four thousand years of blood. Exactly. And how much further <laughs> on could you have gone at that point? It's like you owe it to your family to be the best that you can. If it wasn't for them, you wouldn't fucking be here. Exactly. You know, and and yeah, nobody gets to be choose. No one chooses to be born, obviously. But okay, well, you are born now. Do you want to? Do you want to be dead? 
do you, do you want to give the dead thing a shot or do you want to just, you know, see this whole life thing out, right. you know, and see it through. And, uh, and yeah, I don't know. It's just, uh, you know, I mean, I'm not that old. I'm in my early thirties, but God, I'm already starting to kind of think about the legacy a little bit, you know, like the hell am I going to leave behind this, this fucking Barca lounger over here? Like, well, it depends on what you oh, define that, as a be, legacy. That'll be great. You know, it depends on what you define as a legacy. I mean, uh, each person has their own talent and they all have their own thing to contribute into this world. And, uh, when, we, you know, it's it's those things that that we have as we're children, and regardless of when, regardless of what happens to us, there are certain things that just don't burn out. Those are the things that are hardwired into us, just as much as it is for you to have brown hair and light skin. And so people are so often people. I don't know what to do. I don't know what I should do. I, I hate my job. Is that? And it's like if you look back into the things that you are deeply interested in that have never really gone away independently they might seem very different and that they have nothing in common but the one thing they have in common is you they are in you for a purpose and as you start to choose if you choose one and go down that path and then you see something else you're interested in while you're going down the first path if you see that second one as well and bring that into it then you'll see how they can combine and then you'll find another thing that you're interested in it all works together and you'll slowly pull the puzzle pieces together and you'll see a big picture and that's the legacy that you are here to that's that's the duty that you have Mm -hmm. yeah god it's crazy how your life comes together like that too yeah and and like you look back a lot of times and you see like either maybe some tragic shit or Mm -hmm. some disappointing stuff or some painful stuff or something that made you angry and Although in that moment, you know, things were bad, things weren't going the way you wanted to, whatever. But when it's kind of all said and done and you can look back, you know, and have that um, that hindsight, you know, a lot of that stuff that happened was it was just part of your path. You know, it was just the trail that you had to go down. You know, that was what happened had to happen to you. That's just the the path you had to take. It developed your personality, Mm -hmm. developed your character. Mm -hmm. And, you know, here you are today. You're still fighting. You know, maybe you went through some bad shit, but you're still fighting and you're still pushing on. I mean, could other people have done that, you know? And uh, and that's what's weird to me about, uh, you know, these people who... Like want to you know embrace the victim mentality these days you know you the can't. victimhood you, can't. you know it seems like everybody wants to do it but yeah it's like where does that get you it, it gets, gets you nowhere it, no Abs- not at all it gets you absolutely nowhere and to embrace a victim mentality is to go against everything you are that was placed into you you're you're being lazy you're choosing the easiest way out and you are allowing handouts from from people to come to you and it, it just it doesn't work. Yeah. No, and, and, and like, why do you want to think, oh, God, the world's so bad to me all the time? I mean, even if that is the case, okay, even if you were a victim of some shit, you know, like, even if you were, like, hey, my dad died when I was super young, you mm-hmm. know, and it's like, am I a victim for that? I mean, I guess some people would probably feel okay claiming themselves to be a victim of that, but, you know, I, I just look at it as, no, that was just my path, you know, and maybe I needed some bad stuff to happen to me early, so that I was battle hardened and test tested early on and and ready to go, you know, and built up that fortitude. I mean, who knows the different reasons? Uh, I mean, I can look at the situation and say, well, gee, you know, if I had a dad around, mm-hmm. maybe you know he played the piano. Maybe I'd be playing the piano these days. I can mm-hmm. see this. I'd probably be more disciplined. Maybe I'd be more organized. You know, maybe he'd be telling have told me my entire life to get my shit together, and maybe I would have. You know, who knows? Mm-hmm. Maybe I could have been a better man, but. 
that just that wasn't the way that things were supposed to work out for me and you can sit there and sulk about it and say life's unfair and life's terrible and life's this and that or you can just keep moving on and just again try to do the best you can with the mm-hmm. situation you got mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean what other is there a better option than that well you you had used the word victim and in our understanding of the term it just means that we are the recipient of something i am the victim and usually in a negative case of course yeah. but just whether your father died or not it's 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 not so much are you the victim did it you know because it's not that some it is it was tragic and it happened to you you are the recipient of that situation that was part of your that was oh uh, that was your observation of just what was i don't know Yeah, it's and and but that's what it is though. It's it's how you observe it, you know. It's how you look at it. It's uh, it's what kind of spin do you want to put on it? You know, mm-hmm. you want to have you want to put a positive spin. You want to you know accentuate the positive, and I think that's always the better role to play. You know, I mean, you know, you tell you see, I've seen some videos about giving your kid the talk. It's mm-hmm. my, uh, minority people, you mm-hmm. know, black people, a lot of black people, and it's giving your kid the talk about racism and mm-hmm. police and this and that and whatever, whatever. And I just see this and I'm just like, why, even if that is the case, even if there is racism out there, even if police are assholes and this and that, why would you want to paint that picture to your small child? Right. Why would you want to put that in front? Of, I mean, right. say, oh, racism's out there. Oh, so what? So don't even try because this force mm-hmm. that you have no control over that you can't see right. is going to bring You're you down. You're just going to go ahead and adapt to okay, it. Okay, cool. Well, let's sell drugs then because at least I can get rich and buy a bunch of nice shit. You know, it's like <laughs> the the mindset is, is so important. And I think that recently we've kind of just lost that. You know, I think people have not – they always – want to see things better you know we have we have it so good now that we can't even appreciate how nice it is that we have it to just even when we do go through some shit we as human beings adapt to any situation that we're placed in for any amount of time and whether it's me speaking like this because i live in washington or whether it's me possibly talking like i'm from london i mean that's a horrible accent but we adapt to our surroundings it makes no difference what it is good Mm -hmm. or bad in any situation and as a society it's so difficult to go against the grain which to me, the grain equals all the social shit that goes on that shouldn't be happening, you know, and how we view ourselves as a culture and to not want to and to stay afloat of all of that negativity and everything you see out there. It's damn near impossible. And it's so easy to just let it pull you under and just go along with them because at least it's familiar. It makes sense. You know how to get through it. And then you just get sucked into it, and then you just become a part of it. So it's really hard to stand out. That's a good analogy, man. Like getting sucked under, like it really does, you know. And it really does. And that's what it, that's what it is. It's like the lobsters, man. You know, the, one of the lobsters is climbing out of the climbing out of the bowl, and the the chef says, "Oh yeah, don't worry about it. One of the other ones will pull him down," you know. And they just bring him right mm-hmm. back down. Mm-hmm. And, but yeah, you get you get sucked into it. But it's just when you break it down, at the end of the day. It's it's not productive, you know. It's not productive to be negative. There's always gonna be times in your life where yeah, some negative happens, and it's hard to not be negative. Okay, that's fine. You know, you can't just be Mister Positive all the time. That person's a weirdo too. You know, right. nobody wants that. But you need to have a good balance. You know, you need to. It needs to be like a eighty twenty mm-hmm. positive negative. You know, and a lot of times again, you're gonna have to put in that effort to get 
to accentuate the positive. You're going to have to see something bad that happened. And you're going to say, hmm, okay. Well, at least I know I'm not going to make that mistake again. You know, right. I don't have to deal with that one. You right. know, so right. and and again, it's like how, how do you want to spend your days? How do you how sure. do you want to feel all day long? Sure. You know, what what kind of mood do you want to be in? Right. Well, you so. can choose. You can absolutely choose. And uh, you know, today uh, uh, a guy had left, and uh, I said, choose a good day. And uh, he what? Because he have a good day, you know. But I yeah. said, choose a good day because mm-hmm. it is yours. Yeah. You know, and so you know, my girlfriend uh, about a month ago, she was saying. I had a bad day. And then I said, or what was it? Um, oh, no, she said that she was feeling bad. And I said, it wasn't physically, just something in her, in her head. She was just mulling over it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what, why is it bad? She's like, well, because it's this, this, and that. I was like, so it's, is it a bad feeling? Or is it circumstances going on around you that you don't like at, the, at this moment? She's like, well, that makes sense. That's true. And I said, just because you don't like it doesn't mean it's bad. Feelings are in us. We are meant to feel bad. We are meant to cry. We are meant to have all these emotions in us because those things guide us. We have a certain direction that we want to go. And if we don't agree with something, you know, we'll say something about it. And emotions are there to guide us and, sh- and kind of help us keep balance. Does that make sense? Sad, happy, up yeah, and down and so forth. Yeah. And so with me, what I do is when I see something go on, I feel a certain way about it, whatever that may be. If it's something that deeply moves me, then that's, that emotion is the, the fuel that is needed inside of my consciousness to drive me in another direction, to help me say, wait a minute, that's not right. That was bullshit. That needs to come back. So, and, and so once, once I get the emotion out of, and once I get the direction from the emotion, then the, then the logical side of me kicks in, and then I, mechan- I throw mechanics together to make it right. Yeah. You know, so there's a, you got to have a balance of both, but you have to listen to both and know when to employ each one. Yeah, no question. And yeah, you're right. Like uh, even those negative emotions, even that anger or that unhappiness, you know, a lot of times that comes from, you know, hey, maybe somebody screwed you over, Mm -hmm. you know, or something bad happened to you. Mm -hmm. And that's like, like you said, it's part of a defense mechanism, kind of helps you uh, sort your way out. Mm -hmm. No question. And at the end of the day, really, what it comes down to is just, like you said, having control over your emotions, you know? I mean, yeah, you're going to go through all. All of them, you know, mm-hmm. and a lot of times, a lot of times you can be in a good mood and not even understand why, you know, just as easily as you can be in a bad mood mm-hmm. and not understand why. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, you just gotta, you gotta do the best to keep that even keel, you know, and keep it somewhere in the middle. I mean, I'm kind of a lunatic, so I can have a lot of up days <laughs> in a row, you know, but I probably pay for it at some point, you know, but, um, yeah, it's, I don't know, man. It, it, it is tough sometimes, though. There's there's days where, it, again, you you just you don't have it, and and you don't know. You can't even explain it. But I think those uh, I think those up days. You said some days I'll pay for it. Maybe someday I'll pay for it. I think those up days is the kind of because of the kind of person you are and what you do, working with people all the time. You have to be up. I mean, mm-hmm. you. Yeah. That's not yes. You're representing the company. Yeah. But at the same time, you're you're just being you. Mm-hmm. And at the you know, so you're not going to pay for that in a bad way. If anything, it'll get paid back to you because of the smiles you brought to people. Yeah. Because every time you tell somebody a joke or say something nice to somebody, it costs you nothing. It means to them everything. At the same time, it's it's a it's like when somebody leaves and I say goodbye to him, I'll say something funny. That's a five second vacation right there. <laughs> what did it cost me? Nothing. 
Yeah, that's true. Five, that's a good way to look at it. Five second vacation. Yeah, well, and no, and you get something out of it too. You know, and you get, get a good laugh out of somebody. You're like, yeah, I got that motherfucker. Uh-huh. You're like, I got them. Yeah, right. And then, and then that's true. And I think that's what we've been missing a lot lately too in this country. You know, is like that. I guess just like helping out in those small ways, mm-hmm. one another. You know, just mm-hmm. helping people get through the day. You know, just hey, how's it going? You know, just being cordial. Being nice, you know, helping out, opening a door for somebody you see they need a hand. Like, quite a bit, people mm-hmm. will see me with a couple of crates coming in, and they'll be like, "Oh shit!" You know, they'll grab the door for me. Like for the most part, every sure. once in a while, every once in a while they won't, or they'll you know just not have seen me. But mm-hmm. it's like it's doing that little stuff, you know, like that. Mm-hmm. Those little things are, in my opinion, it sound this is going to sound corny, but uh, that's kind of what makes a society great, in my opinion. You know, it's like I how don't the think people, that's corny at all. It's how the people interact in those little ways. Like, you know, like somebody lets you in. You would have waited an hour for the line of cars to go. Mm-hmm. They let you in. You give, them, you give them a wave. Hey, appreciate that, man. Like, mm-hmm. And again, like you said, how hard is this for that mm-hmm. for me to do that? Just wave at somebody, right? And it, and it means something to somebody. Somebody's like, yeah, okay, that was cool. that was mm-hmm. cool, you know. Like, you know, sometimes I'll even get the wave back now. Sometimes I'll get the wave back <laughs> when I wave to them. I'm like, oh, hey, I was like, all right, but we can do this all day, man. We got right. you know, yeah. at some point I'm gonna have to go here, but yeah, exactly. But you know, yeah, it's that, it's that little shit. You're right, and 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 I think when you do that too, you get again, you get something back from it. You know, you really you, do. You get a good feeling for yourself too, and you know, you just gotta. It, you just got to work a little harder for it at that point. There was this guy. Uh, he came in uh, earlier today, and I told him a joke. I don't know if I told this to, if I told this one to you yet. Uh, the the weasel. I don't think so. Did I tell you the weasel joke. Okay. No. Um, weasel walks into a bar. Bartender says. Uh, <laughs> um, weasel walks into a bar. Bar. You're gonna have to edit this part out because I'm like hella <laughs> fucked up in the head. So please notice, notice the timestamp. I'm sorry to ruin your groove, but I'm just like totally fucked up in the head right now. You're gonna have to edit that shit. You are fucked up. In I the am. Head. I am. All right. No, the jo- the joke the joke is the easiest way, and that's why that's my go to. You know, because it is. I mean, <clears throat> and especially if somebody doesn't know how ridiculous you are, mm-hmm. you know, you just tell them a good joke, and mm-hmm. they're like, "Holy jeez, this guy. That's fun. The heck's going on with him? It's crazy." So. <laughs> But yeah, that, I mean that 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 stuff's big to me, and, and and that's why it is so frustrating when people don't do it too, is because it's like how fucking easy mm-hmm. would that have been? Okay. The thing that upsets me the most, and I see it with every because I'm always watching people, and the thing that upsets me the most is that did you were you that were you that so into yourself that you did not just notice what the person just did for you? You were not paying any attention to your surroundings. You were so inside yourself. Yeah. And I hate that shit. And for every 10 actions I see, that dominates usually eight or nine of them. Yeah. I hate that. And because people, you know, especially when you're on the road, like people don't realize that, yeah, you're not talking to that person in the car next Mm -hmm. to you. You might flip him the bird if it comes to it, you know? So I guess there'll be some sign language. But you're interacting with people. You're all driving down the same road, mm-hmm. trying not to crash cars into each mm-hmm. other and kill everybody involved. Mm-hmm. Like that—that's an interaction. Like, yeah, we didn't speak any words, but we're still interacting. Right. And yeah, people need to realize that there's a code of conduct when mm-hmm. you're with people like that. And again, we're all working towards a common goal, you know. And that's yeah, when people are just like so in their world, yes. like and not. Like that is the most frustrating thing ever, you know. Right. Or you see some guy driving like an asshole on the freeway, you know, mm-hmm. weaving in and out of traffic, mm-hmm. going eighty-five miles an hour. It's like, dude, 
Do you, you think you're better than us? You saved no damn time. Because <laughs> if you ca- if you calculate, there was a, he. This one guy, he sped in front of me, and then I was like, "Well, how much time did he really save?" So once he got to a certain point, I saw I looked at a tree, a, a, a marker of sorts, and then once he passed the tree, I then began to count one, two, three, four, and that was it, dude. You're you saved four fucking seconds of your <laughs> valuable time. And made my life almost a living damn hell. Yeah, and you know? and risked eight really? other people's lives. Fuck you, you yeah, so. yeah, so, and and that's what really gets me. You know, like that. Those people that, yeah, that it's and it's just a couple people that fuck it up for everybody too. You know, take like especially with like the shitty uh, aggressive drivers. Like I see it all the time, dude. I'm I'm in the truck and. You know, people like swerve around. Mm-hmm. Oh God! I don't want to be behind a truck. Oh God! This would be <laughs> terrible. Oh God! He might be driving the speed limit. I might be that driver. Oh, I probably hey, am. To I've, be honest, I've done it. I've done it many a times. <laughs> I'm I've that done guy. it many a times too. You know, but it's just like, it's like just just aggressive drive. It's like, come on, buddy. Okay, we're all in this together, pal. Mm-hmm. We we all want to get to where we want to go. I know you might be a little late, but uh, maybe if you got your shit together, mm-hmm. this wouldn't be a problem, and you wouldn't be risking everybody else's fucking lives on here, you asshole. The other thing too is that you know this is your route. You know you have to drive this all the time. Why can why continue to be that way? Why don't just leave the house like fucking ten minutes earlier? Yeah, you know it's very very simple. And you know, and the other thing too is I had a I had a buddy and we were driving somewhere, and he would get pissed off at every single damn person who cut him off. I was like, John, I get it, but dude, really? If you, that will never go away, and no. that was the one thing no. that it's like he waited for that time of the day just so he could hit traffic, so he had a reason to fucking scream at people. Honestly, I think I think I mean his his wife was going on him about things. His kids were acting up. I think it was just a way to let shit out. Yeah. So, but uh, I'm like, dude, was, you're not going to cure that. That's traffic. It was yeah, it was therapeutic bitching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know, and that's why a lot of times too. Yeah, when you get those people that cut you, you just get you, all you can do is you just get the. Oh yeah, okay, you're gonna do that. Um, okay, yeah, I guess we're doing that. All right, cool. Yeah, no blinker. Yeah. Oh, why would you put your blinker on? You know what the heck? <laughs> Nobody else does. Hell, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not like I need to know what you're doing. You know. Yeah. And you, just, you can just do that one. <laughs> you can get past it because you're right. It's never gonna end. It's mm-hmm. never gonna end. There's always there's always gonna be some new jerk off who wants to get right in front of, or to dive out in front of you, and it's just like no. I'm the- and, and the thing, and the thing is that you got to watch the car in front of you. You got to watch the car in front of that one. You got, yeah. And all all the shit that you got to take in simultaneously. But we are we've been driving for so long now that it's just second nature to us. Mm-hmm. We're not so uptight. Yeah. You know. Well, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> There's plenty of uptight people on the road. My God, road <laughs> rage. Certainly not everybody. Certainly not everybody. I've said this a couple times in the podcast, but yeah, that's why a lot of times when I have to go out. I mean, at least on my own time, and I got to go driving. I just smoke a big bowl before, you know, and, and then it just feels like a video game. It's like I'm playing GTA, you know, and I'm like, oh, my God, everything's moving so fast. You, you can't know? hit reset, bro. <laughs> you can't you can't save your place and come back and then to I it don't later. get pissed off, you know, and they don't get pissed off when those assholes are cutting me off. I just go, huh, yeah, whatever, you know, <laughs> it's not that bad. It's not that bad. But yeah, we got to we got to team up. We got to, you know, help each other out when we can, you know, for the common goals of right. everybody, you know, right. and. Again, one of those goals is hey, everybody goes to work and everybody has a smooth mm-hmm. day. I mean that that's a goal, you know that that mm-hmm. doesn't seem grandose on the whole scheme of things, but right. that's a goal. Let's all get through this. Let's interact. I mean, you have to interact with strangers. Mm-hmm. I mean that is. I mean that 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 kind of freaks me out when I think about that. Like how many people like you? You might never see that person again, but you no, just you saw won't. them today. Mm-hmm. You know, you had an interaction, and then that's it. You're done with that person. Nothing else. I mean, you get you know you get regulars in your store, obviously, but. Uh, 
yeah, that's so weird to me, you know. And even if you like interact and you riff with them, like, yeah, still. No, well, I know, I know the different faces. That, I mean, I've, just like you said, you're regulars, and uh, I've been, as, I've been silently uh, requesting for better business for the store, and it's interesting because now I am now uh, seeing a multitude of new faces, and a lot of them are. I don't know if there's some 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 new construction going on, new castle area, or whatever, but I'm seeing a lot of new faces come through, mm-hmm. and uh, so they're the ones that I'll be able to tell my jokes over to my yeah. my jokes to the same ones repeatedly, the jokes that I've told over and over and over. But to them, it's new. Yeah, you yeah, know. Exactly. So there's always a there's always a chance to fresh to, guinea pigs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, speaking of uh, making your path and doing new things, mm. you got quite a uh, path planned ahead of you here, <laughs> Mr. Arden, don't you? Why don't you tell you the listeners here uh, what you've been conjuring up for, what's it been mm. now, a decade at least? Oh, God, no. Not, no, not, not quite? Uh, maybe the last 43 years. But last 40, yeah. Well, no, off, no. off and on, obviously, <laughs> off and on, but... Well, it's been 43 years that it has uh, of study of myself uh, that's uh, given birth to this thing that I've really spent the last year uh, working on. Um, it's not. It's 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 a thing that I'm that I'm doing as far as uh, wanting to create the life that I want for me, um, and I've developed this. I guess you could call it a self help kind of a thing. You know, I've read a lot of the books, I've t- attended seminars and so forth, and, and though they are all very valid and good, the one thing that was lacking for me was that they didn't strike me on an emotional level, and the emotions are very much the things that drive us in a multitude of directions. Um, so I was born uh, in Tacoma uh, in 74, and I'm not going to give you the whole life story by any means, but but to what you need to know to understand this. Um this is a program I've basically designed. Uh, it's called Opening Light Strategies, and this is the first time I've gone public with it. Uh, I've been working on it for the last year. Exclusive, people. You're getting in here. <laughs> you, heard it, you heard it here first. Um, I want to do, and it re- really revolves around a transcontinental walk, um, which a lot of people have done. Um, and I have one planned out here for 4,000, basically 4,500 miles which goes from uh, Tacoma, Washington, down to Ventura, California, Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri, to Fort Gordon, uh, Georgia, to Waynesboro, Georgia, up through D.C., into Port Washington, New York, and then finalizing in uh, um, at the uh, Empire State Building. And uh, I want to do this walk. But the thing is, is that I have a daughter, and she's 10. And as much as I would like to do this walk right away, because I'm not jogging the walk. I'm not running it. I'm not driving it. Not even going to power walk it. No, I'm walking it. No, I've no these ad these places I mentioned, they're all places I've lived and throughout the majority of my early years I've ran away from my problems, not taking responsibility. And when I when it took me because I always felt you know if I could just move somewhere and start over everything will be new everything will be different well that might be true but everything in your head is still the same <laughs> yeah. it's it's the exact same reason I don't make a New Year's resolutions because I'm gonna be the same asshole at twelve oh one that I am at eleven fifty nine yeah you know mm-hmm. so if you wanna if you wanna make a resolution just, just can't come up with a plan and stick with it um and and so. I've yeah, so I've spent my life running. I'm done. I'm sick of it. 
I'm tired of running. I don't have the life that I want. And so a year I am now, I am now, uh, working toward that. Yes. Mm -hmm. Day by day. And so for the last year I've designed this program. And so what it is, and it starts with one very simple thing. It begins with a notebook and in the notebook, you will, you'll write down your goals, whether it's what you think would be fun to do or whether it's something you need to do. Maybe it's that phone call you've been putting up that you know you need to make. Maybe it's those taxes that should be coming around this time of the year. It doesn't matter what it is. Anything that you know needs to happen, the instant you think it, write it. Nothing happens without going through that notebook first because that doesn't forget yeah. you get emails you get phone calls etc all this yeah. shit you forget everybody should have a notebook i agree it's uh you're always gonna have stuff you're gonna be jotting down and mm-hmm. yeah like a lot of times like you said a lot of times ideas when they hit you sometimes if you don't make a note of that it's, it's gonna just vaporize it's gonna go up into thin air and you're mm-hmm. gonna completely lose it so mm-hmm. i like the notebook everybody needs to have one for sure And so that being set aside, every time you have a thought on something to do, you write down what it is. And then to the left of it, you put you just make like a little square so that when that goal is accomplished, you can fill in the square. And that way you'll know that's finished. And so with a notebook set aside, um, the reason I'm I'm I want to wait, I have to wait to do this transcontinental walk um, until my daughter turns 18. That's eight years from now. So I took the mileage from all these different points. I was like, well, wait a minute. There's got to be something I can do. I want to make a change. I want to do something different with myself. I don't want, I'm tired of being broke. I'm tired of not having the relationship I wanted. And all these different things. I'm like, well, wait a minute. If we know that we will adapt to any environment that we set ourselves in, whether we're planted there by happenstance or not, if we understand that, why can't we not create the environment that we want for ourselves? Why can't we create it? Yeah. And then you stick in that long enough and you will adapt to that. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the key to this country, you know, is to think that all of us as individuals are responsible for our own lives. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I say this all the time on the podcast. I'll say it again. You, you achieve whatever level of success you want to achieve. Correct. And again, you know, what is, what is success to you? You know, you got to define it. I mean, and again, this is where it comes back to the notebook. You know, you got to have this written down. I mean, you talk about goals. A lot of times. People don't even write their goals. That people don't even know what their goals are. You no, know? they don't. And, they really don't. And I watch a lot of Jordan Peterson these days, and he mm. talks about this. And he's like, write, write the damn things down. Mm-hmm. You know, at least you'll at least you'll know if you achieved it or not. You know, I mean, that's the thing. If you don't write it down, it's like, well, you know, maybe I did, maybe I didn't. Who, who knows what? You know, I, but I just kept. No, just write it down, okay? And then at least you know what you're working for here. You know, you can get that first step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Right, and then you go you go to the dollar store. You can get three of them for a buck. The, the best 33 cents you'll ever spend in your life Yeah, to govern a month's worth of goals and ambitions mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And so... And it does something to you when you when you look when you flip through and you actually see it in mm-hmm. writing there. You know, it like it like re it re engages you with it, and it kind of makes it more part of your life. When you do that, it really does because when you do that, just like uh, lifting weights and so forth, the the more you exercise your creative muscle in the beginning, you'll just write stuff down, and then you'll like writing stuff down. And as you write something as you write something else down. Um, you'll have to look to see where the next space is, which means you're going to be looking at all the other cool things that you forgot that you thought would be cool yeah. to do. And so mm-hmm. you're constantly reminding yourself of the awesome things that you want to do with yourself. And that keeps you juiced. That keeps you juiced. Writing it down is one thing. 
carrying that out as a completely different thing. Yes. No, it is. And uh, the proof is always in the pudding, Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, as we know. Mm -hmm. But again, you know, like you said, it's about taking steps. And and that's a step. Like just writing something down. That's the first step. I mean... It's it's not a huge step. It's not a gigantic. It step. is a huge step. Well, it, it's it's a it's a good step, you know. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the baby steps count too. I mean, yes. that's the thing, you know. Yes. As long as you're working towards something, and right, and yeah, that's this is you know this is right up my alley because that's something you, you know I've always just I've always just thought that you know I'll I'll, I'll get there eventually. You know, I'll get where I want to be. It, it'll it'll happen. You know, I'll just you keep, have hey, to make it happen. Yeah, and you have to have a plan too. It's not just gonna all of a sudden poof. You know, come into existence just because you thought about it hard enough finally. Right. But and 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 that's the thing. And, and again, like we said earlier, you know, you never know where your path's gonna take you. Things don't always go exactly mm-hmm. how you no. plan. But uh, you know, you, you just kind of go with what's what works, you know, and you find right. kind of what you're good at. Right. I mean, people tell you all the time, oh, you know, you got to chase your passion, you got to chase. But I mean, you know, you should you should be involved in something you're passionate about, no question about it. But if you're coming, if, if we're talking like making a living or a career off of, why if, not stick to what you're good at? If if it's something that live your passion and stuff, if that's what you want to do, go for it. If that's not what you want to do. Screw what everybody else says. Mm-hmm. If you want to be the guy that goes up, retires, and then goes, lives up in the woods and does nothing but feed squirrels all day long, if that's what you want to do and you find a way to pull it off and you're happy, fucking do it. <laughs> that is success. Yeah. That is success. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's it's where you want to be, no question. But, right. But again, you got you to gotta have that shit written down, you know? I mean... You do. It you, just, you, you, you're just not going to... I don't know. I guess you're not going to believe it really until you do. You know, it's just a thought. I mean, once you go from thought to written down on paper, mm-hmm. now, you know, okay, we it's got a little some, more anchored in concrete. Yeah, we got some documentation <laughs> of this shit. All right. This right. isn't just going on in your head. So, right. well, the thing is, is that you have to have a notebook. That's that's number one. And uh, for all the reasons we had just mentioned, um, that being that being said, write stuff down. That way you'll never forget. And then have, you know, your monthly calendar. So what I've done with this 4,500 something miles is that I broke it down. I was like, well, this is when I can take the physical journey. What about the mental journey? How am I going to get myself to what I want in my life? And knowing I'm the only person who can do it. um, What happens is that I took the time between now and when my daughter turns 18, eight years, and I took the 4,000 something miles and I divided it by how many miles per year. So that's how many. And then I took how many miles per year and I divided it down. And what it really came down to was roughly between now and then, if I, every time you accomplish one of those goals, just like you roll the dice and move your little monopoly piece forward, Every time you accomplish one of those goals, you get to move forward a mile. I get to move forward one mile in this. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And so every time I do something for myself, I get one mile. Now, if I do something for other people to help them out, I get two miles. Okay. Does that make sense? It's not about me. It's it's not always about me. Yeah, a little bonus for selflessness. Let's say, for example, if if there was something that you needed um, and you said, hey, um, can you do this or whatever? And I'd be like, cool, no problem. Pay me in miles. Mm-hmm. So you'd say, I think that was worth five miles. And that's like currency to me. Mm, so it, okay. it, it gives me more incentive to look beyond myself and help other people. Okay. Um, and so when you write it all down, doing two goals a day, 
between now and that does not include the weekends. Weekends are free. Mm-hmm. I built that in. The weekends mm-hmm. are free. I, I want my time off too. Okay. Um, it's uh, two goals a day between now and that time. You know, this keeps me on track. That'll get you this to 4,500. That'll give, yeah, that'll get me to 4,500. Wow. That'll get me on track. And at the end of that time, I will have accomplished roughly 4,500 goals in my life. And it'll be very interesting to see the man I have become because of each day, every choice I chose to follow or not follow. Mm-hmm. The people I chose to keep or not keep. How do I want to speak? How do I want to move? Not my body meaning. Where do I want to live? What What do you want? Well, have a big picture. Break it down into smaller chunks. Work each chunk at a time. Mm-hmm. Yes, life's going to come. Life's going to come your direction, of course. Yeah. You know, but they don't stop throwing it toward the end zone. Yeah. They have one idea. They have one goal. Get that fucker on the other side of the, on the other other side of the field. Mm-hmm. But they have resistance, such as we all do every day. But yeah. we don't stop. We change our tactics. Yeah. Right. And eventually, we'll get that first down. We're like, fuck, we got, you know, we got sacked or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know. But and you're going to have that. But that's the game. Yeah. And eventually, hopefully, you'll hit the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So you're looking big picture like that. And, and yeah, you know, when it comes to the goals, you, there's gotta be different levels too. You know, you got your daily goals, you got your, you mm-hmm. know, a little bit easier stuff mm-hmm. here and there, but then you got to have those longer term goals too. You yes. know, you need to have that 18 month goal. Yes. You need to have that 36 month goal. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to have those hammered out. So it's a, it's a good balance of the two, but, but yeah, in the day you can only do so much in one day, obviously. Mm-hmm. But again, you know, you, you got eight years. I mean, that's that's what's so crazy about youth, you know, in my opinion, is just the amount of potential that there is, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, you think about somebody. Let me ask you a question. Would you rather be 80 years old and have $20 million or would you rather be 18 years old and have $0? 18. And what, what am I going to do with 20, with 20 mil at 80? I mean, I ain't gonna do shit. Yeah, and that's <laughs> and the thing is, is like, yeah, when you're still young like that, there's so much potential there. I mean, but, yeah, you're an 18 year old and you don't know shit. Okay, that that's obvious. But the but you but you could and and what could you get done in 10 years? You get what you get. Oh, you can get quite a bit done in 10 years. Mm-hmm. You're only 28. Mm-hmm. You're only gonna be 28 in 10 years. You're you're still gonna have plenty of time. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, if you're focused, if you got those goals planned out, if you got them mm-hmm. set. I mean, who knows the potential? And again, like you said, you, you're going big picture here, and I like that. It's great. But you're breaking it down on a daily basis, on a mile-by-mile mile basis. I am. I'm breaking it down. And so, and the thing is, is that when I was born, um, I was born 9.45 in the morning, uh, March 16th, 1974. It was raining that Saturday. And, uh, Tells it so eloquently. I know, right. Yes. Um, what, do you, what do you expect? My mom was an author. Um, still is, actually. And then, uh, so when I do this physical, the, do the physical walk, I'm going to leave this house. As a matter of fact, I have my eyes on this house to buy it, mm-hmm. uh, the house I was born in. Mm-hmm. And then, okay. uh, I want to have, I want to be living in this house by the time that's one of my goals is to be living in this house I was born in mm-hmm. by the time I do, before I do, or by the time I finish, uh, my walk. Mm-hmm. Okay. That'll, and that's one of my goals. But the issue is I also want to woodwork, and that would be hard to build a garage back there. So I really got to figure out, do I, do I want to woodwork, or do I really want this house? I gotta, I'll figure that out later on. Yeah. But yeah. that's that's a thing. Um, but the the point is is to uh, to start the journey stepping out of the house the same hour and minute in which I was born, and then concluding the journey on the opposite side 
of the country at the top of the Empire State Building, which is part of the walk. I'm not taking the elevator. I'm walking each and every fucking step. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. I, there's 86 floors, and God, is an gotta, outrageous amount of stairs. You got to finish strong, baby. You do. I already have the song planned out. I know what I'm going to listen to. <laughs> Nobody has heard it. No. Yeah, right. Fist flying in the air. But um, once I get to that point, um, whenever that is the end of the journey, uh, I'll be at the Empire State Building watching the sun go down. So what is like planning all this and stuff? What has that done for you as far as like reflecting on your past and sure. the, the things that have happened and the decisions you made and the decisions you didn't make? Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's been some kind of reflection yes. throughout this process. Yes. Um, in designing it and uh, giving it a bit of a test run because habits take time to form. Yeah. Uh, what I have noticed is that it's helped me because I used to like smoking pot. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still like it. I mean, it's here. It's legal here in Washington, yeah. so who cares? Yeah. But at the same time, don't let it smoke you. <laughs> and that was my issue. That was totally my issue because I, I, I get off at two o'clock, you know, and then I, you know, yeah. and then that that would be me. And by the the day's over, yeah. So and it just and it really just got in the way of shit like putting these things, like designing shit like this, or doing my Facebook page, mm-hmm. or doing other stuff, or whatever. Yeah. So I found that going pointing myself in the certain direction when i would go in my normal way of thinking my normal everyday life pattern now that i'm doing something new at some point the two would clash i'm like wait a minute i can't do this thing right here because i got to do this thing now and so i realized that by smoking pot throughout the day and it's time sure it was fun now we're doing other more important things there's a time for that but now i just push it till the end of the evening and I'm glad I do because I get a get you get the bigger hit right off the bat, and then I listen to my law of attraction manifesting stuff. That's just what I do. Yeah. And so, and so it it's helped me put certain things into place as to how to ma- better manage my time. Yeah. I've learned. Um, well, my girlfriend, for example, she said, "Oh." Uh, the kids were out of the house and uh, I've had uh, two hours to myself and I should have done this. I should have done that. And instead I smoke pot and I feel like such a failure. I said, that is awesome. I'm glad you did that. She's like, what? I said, I- I'm glad you failed. Like, what are you talking about? I was like, well, you needed, you never get the house to yourself and you're good. You, you're good with your time and everything you do. And so you felt the need to relax and sit down. That was good. You mm-hmm. didn't fail, but you didn't fail. You did what needed to be done. Simultaneously, you also became more aware of those two things that need to happen. As as before, maybe you didn't see it so much. Yeah. So you're becoming more aware of your surroundings. That's a success. Yeah. Jordan, I was talking about brought up Jordan Peterson. He talks about making a schedule. Make a damn schedule. You know, mm-hmm. so he says in his, in his lecture. But uh, you know, and he's, and he's bringing it up, and it's a good point. You know, and like me personally on the weekends, I've I now. It's not a schedule, but I make like a to-do list, like mm-hmm. a pretty thorough to-do list. Yeah. Like, okay, we got these six things to do Saturday, these six on Sunday. And yeah, you you got to keep that to keep yourself focused and going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it doesn't have to be grueling, you know? It doesn't have to be action-packed every single minute so that if you so that if you sit down for 10 minutes that you're behind, you know, and it 15. Be. No, cuz you're not going to hit it with 100% accuracy, you no. know? Just make it and yeah, they're just built in build in a little time. Hey, you can watch some TV for an hour and a half, 2 hours. I mean, that's right. it's not the end of the world, you know? That's, it's not terrible and sometimes you just need to chill for a minute and kind of regroup, you know, before the next task. You really do. So, you need to recharge your batteries. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's it's like if if you if you go to work every day 
eight plus hours, usually plus go to work every day, you know, and you're, you're trading your time for money. And so you're by, by, by spending eight hours of a time set of the day, you're investing in your financial future, mm-hmm. well, so to speak, or your financial existence, you know, yeah. in these cases. Mm-hmm. Um, but simultaneously, you need to set for yourself in addition to invest into yourself in other areas. Maybe it's education or maybe it's uh, wanting to make more money or whatever it is for you. Maybe it's learning how to play a didgeridoo. Yeah. Um, Doesn't matter. So whatever it is for you, you still have to set aside a block time in order to focus on that just like you would a regular job. Yeah. So, so putting, but so by running this for a couple of months now, um, it's 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 very it's very energizing to see that stuff is changing i'm noticing the changes mm-hmm. that happen because i am forcing those changes into myself yeah does that make sense yeah and so things come along to support the the, the direction that you're trying to go yeah and yeah again just just have that plan and stick to it you know and and again if you even if it's little stuff even if it's just little mm-hmm. things just doing this little thing different Little things can have big ripples. Of like course. they affect how people interact with you, how you interact with other people. Mm-hmm. You know, you do this little thing, you do this. It it affects things, and who you don't even know how far out you can be touched and changed mm-hmm. by that. You know, and yeah, there gets to a point where you get that momentum and it's going and it's building for you, and you you will start to see those changes and good things will happen. You just, uh, I think people just need to try to focus on just always being. A better person and always being the best person you can you can be and I, I i i don't like to say best necessarily i just i i i'd rather people just get better i'd rather i'd rather everybody just tried to be a little bit better today than they were yesterday and mm-hmm. strive to be a little bit better tomorrow mm-hmm. than they were today right. you know just just a, just some kind of improvement just right. some sort of improvement you know just try keep getting a, you, you're not perfect okay you, you haven't figured it all out all right don't be you know don't put your pride aside for a mm-hmm. minute and just realize that there's things that you can do better right Right, and we're all in those situations, and it's that's everybody. Why you, you, you can't everybody. you can't criticize somebody for you know you you, you don't prejudging. I should say you don't know what they've been through. Mm-hmm. You don't know what life has said about them to uh, to get them to where they are now. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you want to do something better, um, just like you said, I mean, look at what you did yesterday, and you got to make make a different action. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's after after you know, I was. After A and I thought about this. After A and a, long time ago, after A and B comes letter C. That's just that's just English format. Doesn't change. Mm-hmm. Well, if A was the thought and B was the action, C is the reaction, or C is the uh, is the result of that. Mm-hmm. So when you have A, that's actually what it was. I was trying to quit drinking at the time because uh, mm-hmm. I always A. So I was like, wait a minute. I have okay. A A is in there. That's fine. Okay, but what are you going to do about it? Okay, am I going to go to B? Usually, yes, I'd hit the booze. Mm-hmm. And so that, you know, no pun intended. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but I realized just start doing some different shit. It's going to happen in your head. Yeah. It's no, and it's no different than when you hear a, you hear a certain, th- uh, you hear a certain song, you think of somebody because, or you see a certain face walking towards you, you're either pissed off right away because you're like, fuck, I hate this person. Or you're like, yay, hi. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's, it's the meaning that you associate to something. So, yeah. Hey, and, you know, I just, uh, I mean, as far as the, as you brought up earlier, actually, it was, um, you know, smoking and don't let it smoke you. That's pretty funny. Actually, I actually haven't heard that one, but it's true. You know, in weed particular, like uh, even other stuff, even the booze, like you go, you go too hard on the booze and it, it's, it's going to get you for it sure, really big is. time. I mean, it's hard to avoid the weed. You know, you can, you can sidestep the side effects of that. Mm-hmm. For me, it's just, 
again, it comes back to you got to have that plan. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you want to you want to smoke a little weed? Okay, yeah, you smoke a little weed. That's fine. But know what you're going to do for that next two or three hours right. before you get high and right. make sure that being high is conducive to mm-hmm. whatever that is that you want to do. Exactly. You know, because people like people always they're crazy. They think I'm crazy. Like, oh, dude, you smoke before you go to the gym. What the hell? Why? Would you? That's crazy. I'm like, well, I've already made the decision before I got high that I'm going to the gym and I'm just telling myself, OK, I don't really want to do this, but maybe if I get high, I'll maybe I'll slightly, try it out. See what happens. Slightly enjoy it like it, a know? tiny bit. Sure. You know, slightly yeah, enjoy yeah. the tiny bit. So, so you just got to have a plan. And. And, and you know, and again, I'm not saying everybody go out there and smoke your brains out. No, uh, <laughs> I, I'm. What I'm saying is, you know, just as long as you can moderate those things mm-hmm. and find that balance, you know, everything can be okay or everything can be a problem. You it's know? it's knowing when and where to make the adjustments mm-hmm. and why. Yeah, a couple weekends ago, my daughter was over and uh, she doesn't know she doesn't know I smoke, uh, and it's not something I do around her. Um, um, one morning I had woken up, it was a Sunday morning. I had woken up, uh, far before she did, you know, and I had nothing going on the day. And so I smoked and that was fine. And then, uh, she knew no different. And then, uh, later in the day, she got a last minute phone call and asked if, uh, I could drive her to such and such cause that would be fun. And I'm thinking if I wasn't high, I would be able to do this. Because I see my daughter every other weekend, you know, mm-hmm. and as typical arrangement. Um, and something, wait a minute, if I wasn't high, I would, be, I would be able to do this. And me being high is not giving my daughter the best that I can. Mm-hmm. And so I told her, I said, you know, daddy drank a little bit of alcohol. And she's like, how does that, that, how does, how does that make a difference? I'm thinking, okay, how am I going to answer this in a way that she can understand? I said, well, it makes you feel kind of dizzy you know, sometimes. And, uh, so I probably shouldn't be driving right now. And she's like, okay, that makes sense. And so, but I felt bad. Needless to say, I felt bad. And mm-hmm. so I learned that, uh, especially when, when she's over, if I'm going to, not until, not until, uh, the house goes to bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not until she's done. And I've adulted for the day. I've got all my shit finished. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And again, that, and, that, and that's not a big deal. Okay. Yeah. You've allotted your little space mm-hmm. of time to take it part in that activity, you know? And yeah, it, it, again, it just comes back to just having a plan, having a plan for your mm-hmm. day. You know, I, I, I mean, I wonder me personally, I wonder if for other people, if they can just go to work and do your job, you know, like you said, do your eight hours, probably a little bit more to be mm-hmm. honest. And then go home and just be like, all right, well, good day. Uh, we're done here. That's it. Like, can, I mean, me personally, I, I can't do that. Like, mm-hmm. like you said, like I'm going off to work. I'm going off to work to get somebody else rich for eight hours. You're, right. You know? right. I, I'm, I'm getting by. Right. I'm getting by in the process. But, but you're building person, someone else's dream by, by club working for them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's like, that's okay. That's fine. That's what you got to do. We all got to do it. That's fine. But I got some shit for me that I got to get done too here. Yeah, that's what this written thing exactly. is about. Because I want my own damn future. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to build somebody else's fucking future. That's what this shit yeah. is about: is making that fucking plan, sticking with the shit, mm-hmm. allowing yourself to fail because you're fucking gonna. Mm-hmm. It takes time to reprogram the brain, you know. Yeah. And so it's gonna. But otherwise, you're a rat running, and your efforts are good. Mm-hmm. You're putting forth the effort, but you're running on the wheel, and you're, you're yeah. the, the the actions there, but you're not you're not pointing anywhere you're not moving mm-hmm. in any particular direction and you're burning that energy yeah and you're not getting the most out of it you know and you wonder why shit never changes yeah because you're not changing it yeah exactly so i know and that's and that's what i don't understand like there's a lot of people out there who just like they're not even concerned with like 
being a better person. Like they've already got, oh, no, I'm good. I'm, I'm a great person. I'm great. You know, it's like, oh, I, mean, I mean, what? You're nice to old ladies. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> you know, there's a little more to it than that. Sure. You know, how, how's what's your room look like? Is there clothes all over the floor? Like, oh, Probably. you're, oh, you're, oh, you're, well, you're nice, but your life's fucking chaos. You know, right. it's like the second that you don't feel like you need to improve yourself anymore you're done at that point. Yeah. Just call it good. You Throw should, in the towel. Exactly. You know, just put mm-hmm. a desert Eagle up to your head, you know, cause <laughs> I mean, might as well do us all a favor here. We right. want to pay you social security at some point. It's like, right. you, you, you're, you're good. Are you kidding me? You don't think that, you don't think that Warren Buffett is trying to get better tomorrow. You don't think mm. he's going to try to do it better tomorrow. You don't think Jeff Bezos is, is going to try to maximize tomorrow for, you know, the most efficiency that doing the most things that he possibly could do. It's like, come on, you know, mm. what are you doing here? You, you need to always be striving. People are, people don't want to change. You know, they're scared of it. It's, it's the unknown, but honestly, in my future with change, I can't really remember when change was necessarily a bad thing. No, it's not. And then change is that change is the only what uh, what was it? I, I wrote it down. The only thing we truly the only consistent thing we truly have is inconsistency. Yeah. I should write that in Latin. That is. You know, I told I told my daughter many many years ago. I said I I wanted to turn off the light. Um and she's like, "Daddy, can you turn the light back on?" And she's like, "I'm afraid I'm afraid I'm scared of the dark." I was like, "What?" She's like, it's, I'm afraid of the dark. I said, sweetheart, you're not afraid of the dark. You're afraid of what you think is in the dark. <laughs> yeah. She thought about that and she to this, that was five years ago. She hasn't had a problem since. You know, it's, we, we put all this shit in our head because our brain is, one, our brain wants to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. And when things go, when things are uncomfortable, it stresses us out. Yeah. It pisses us off. It makes us very unhappy, and for a multitude of reasons. And we do whatever we think we can to fix it, mm-hmm. even though truly what the true polling power we have in the situation is maybe even five, ten percent. Yeah, you know. And then we go crazy when shit's not working out, mm-hmm. and so we have this expectancy that things are supposed to be a certain way, and they get pissed, and then we get pissed off when they're not that way. Well, we're not fucking changing them. Yeah. We're not doing anything different. So how can you expect anything different? Yeah. And, you know, that pain and that uncomfortableness and that, you know, being bothered and stuff like that. Well, hey, sorry to tell you, but that's like mainly where the growth comes from. Mm-hmm. You know, the growth doesn't, doesn't come from sitting on your couch and being no. comfortable no. and, you no. know, watching your favorite show, eating a tub of ice cream. Mm-hmm. The, the, there's no growth there. No. Okay. That's just you vegging out and spending a little bit of time. There's a time for that, but not there a is. lifestyle. There, exactly. There is. There, there certainly is. But yeah, exactly. Not the lifestyle. That's a good way to put it. So, yeah, I just... I read this in a sales book actually a while ago. It was, it was kind of mostly bullshit, the book, but uh, <laughs> didn't really help in my job. But it was one good line that I liked, and it was uh, success adores change. Six, you know? uh, repeat that. Success mm-hmm. adores change. Success adores change. Yeah. I like that. Or is it change success? No. No, it, it, success adores change. Yeah. It's just three words, and I was like, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point, you know? It's like, because again, it's like, okay, if I want to be successful, well, I mean, am I successful right now? Eh, I mean, maybe in some regards, but certainly not in the whole scheme of things, you know? Well, 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 again, going back to what uh, one thing that we had talked about earlier, um, as far as uh, things happening, uh, going, uh, having a plan and feeling successful, is that uh, about a month ago, I was thinking, I want to get back out into public speaking. 
I want to get into voiceovering. I want to do all this different stuff. And I never told you about that. <laughs> Boom. All of a sudden. And I, I didn't know where it was coming from. Mm-hmm. And you never know where it's going to come from. You just yeah. got to stay open-minded. It will come in its time if you stay open-minded. The more you are, the better chances are that it, that you have your open surround sound kind of feelers out. Yep. So I just said, I want to get back into that. And I started taking honest, committed steps. And I was met back with the opportunity to sit down in front of you folks. Yeah. So. And that. And. And funny that, how that happens and that's the thing it's like yeah yeah you don't you know nobody knows exactly where they're going to end obviously we all have our ideas we all have some ideas of what we want to do and where we want to be but you don't know exactly how it's going to happen and Mm-mm. yeah your best your best bet is just to leave yourself open for the most opportunity possible you know and make sure that you have positioned yourself mm-hmm. to capitalize on that opportunity when it comes to you mm-hmm. you know because i remember mike rowe he, you know dirty jobs man he was talking about you know again it was about passion and and you're chasing your passion and he's like mm-hmm. he's like uh you know passion's great you know don't forget about your passion but uh at the end of the day you got to focus on what you have available to you right now and, and that's true. opportunities that exist right here and that you can capitalize on that is absolutely true you know i mean and, and yeah that's all you got at the end of the day i mean you know again don't forget about it don't forget about that thing you really like right but you know maybe that's just a side thing you look you got something good going over here you're mm-hmm. you're, you're good at it it's serving you well you know you just you got to be open for that stuff i mean again like you said you don't you you probably rarely know where it's going to come from, to be honest. You know, no, you really depending don't. on the situation, you don't know exactly where it's going to come from. You just you need to be ready in that. You have stance. to have your eyes open and be ready for when 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 you have to have your antennas out. Yeah, your and, and you got to be, be able, and you got to be willing to make a move too. You know, especially if it's a big process or something you talk about. You know, mm-hmm. you got to be willing to get on it and snatch that mm-hmm. opportunity. Right. You know, but that's and that's what's just so crazy about life, man. You know, that's you just. You just got to take it as it comes, you know, and everybody. Well, what choice do we have? I mean, you, there's none. There's none that, you know, and you can sit and you can be bitter because, oh, a little trust fund baby over here, you know, is mm, driving a yeah. driving a Benz at 21 years old. He hasn't even right. he hasn't even worked a serious job at this point in his life. Right. You know, and you can be pissed about that because that does exist. And those guys are out there and that's fine. But again, it comes comes back to what we said earlier. What good is that going to do you? Well, maybe he wants the life that maybe he wants the life that you have. Maybe he's tired of being abused by his uh, his academic, you know, overachieving father, mm-hmm. and who's taking out on his kid. And the kid sees you down there just chilling out, having a good time, just driving something real chill, and not having the stress. Maybe he wants to be you. Maybe you want to have his money. Mm-hmm. You never know what the other person's going through. Yeah, and that's why it's dangerous to compare <laughs> yourself to other people. Because yeah, you see what's going on mm-hmm. on the outside of that person, mm-hmm. but yeah, you don't know what's going on inside their head, yeah. how they feel about themselves. Like they might be, oh my god, I can't, I can't believe I'm living like a piece of shit like this. I'm, I'm such mm-hmm. a fucking worthless. Sack. And you see, like, oh, this little guy thinks he's the shit. Oh, blah blah. blah. And it's like, yeah, you're, because you, you're comparing yourself to the exterior of them what you think is yeah you're com- you're comparing you're comparing your interior to their ex- exterior and mm-hmm. that's just not going to equate properly and again it's not going to get you anywhere it's cuz it's kind of silly but you just got to you know and we keep making the callbacks here jesus but <laughs> got to have that plan you know yeah gotta- there's there is there is no other option and it's i've spent a, a very long time not going anywhere in particular not thinking anything forward. Most of my plans didn't go past Friday, mm-hmm. you know. And so, uh, you know, I'm I'm 43 now, about to hit 44. But when I was, uh, as I was rounding 40, I'm thinking, you know what? If I if I live to be 80, I'm halfway. Mm-hmm. That was a very sobering thought 
at the time. And yeah. I'm, I'm, I was like, in that realization, once it went from my brain down to my heart, then it affected how I saw everything. Mm-hmm. And from that day forward, I'm thinking, shit, do I really want to stay in, in this marriage, which I know is not working out? Do I, do, uh, do I want to woodwork? What what is my career doing? What's going on? I mean, what are my religious beliefs? Everything changed, mm-hmm. and I really thought I this is not the life that I want. This isn't going. This isn't this isn't working for me anymore. I may have all my daily decisions may have led me into this reality. Of, sure, mm-hmm. I get that, but it needs to change mm-hmm. because almost if I'm halfway through and I'm thinking I haven't really done anything. Not that I haven't done anything. Don't get me wrong. But, uh, for my things that I would really want to do things that we all want to strive for and have in our lives. Yeah. You know, I wasn't there and I'm thinking there has got to be a fucking way to get there. And so I started going on a quest. Um, and if funny, uh, if you look at the word question, whenever we ask a question, we're looking for an answer just break the word down quest. When you go on a quest, you're looking for your treasure. Mm-hmm. Your treasure is in the form of what? A girlfriend? Is it money? Is it uh, being able to sleep without your legs aching all night fucking long? Mm-hmm. You know, is it that is uh what is it for you? Did you write it down? No. <laughs> no, I did not. That's what it is. You got to add that not. shit written got, down. What no, is your quest? I didn't know that at the time. What is your quest? I know. I know. It's it's tough, man. Well, if you think about it, I mean a dog. I mean, I was, I was out throwing the throwing the uh throwing the ball uh for Max one day and uh I realized that the only time that he's truly ever really intent is when either I'm eating something and he won't stop staring at me. But tis the nature of the beast, or I have the ball in my hand. Either way, he in his nature he is truly attentive. Mm-hmm. Nothing else he could give a shit about. Mm-hmm. Nothing. And so one one day I was on the balcony, I was looking down at him, and uh, I had the ball in my hand. He was just you you gonna throw it? Where 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 where's it going? And so I threw it, and on his four legs, that fucker ran as fast as he could, brought it back, so I could do it again. It's not the it's not the the holding of the ball. He didn't. That's not what excited him. Mm-hmm. That and that was the anticipation, but what juiced him and his nature of an animal was the chase. When he was chasing his ball, he was the happiest that he could ever be. Mm-hmm. And I think the thing is, is that we need to get in touch with our own nature and figure it out what it is that we want and who we are, and do yeah. some serious self soul searching. However that looks for you, somehow figure out what your ball is and chase it yeah that's true that's a good way to look at it you know yeah and i mean yeah you have to oh god yeah that, that's so funny that the ball that's a really good analogy man that that one hit me but um yeah you got to know what you're going for you know and again because that's the only Isn't way that what this is you can define yeah you got that's the only way you can define the success you know mm-hmm. you got to know what it is and i think a lot of it this day i mean i know it is to a certain extent for me is you know we want our lives to have some kind of meaning yes and that legacy you spoke of yeah and i think these days particularly like more and more these days people's lives are just meaningless you know you get these people who i mean when i was 21 i was like kids gross like why would i want to do that that sounds Mm -hmm. so dumb that's so so lame you know but now it's like well okay i'm getting up there again you say you know you start looking how much time do you got left what do we got you know what what do we got behind us Mm -hmm. and yeah you start thinking about that and you know and i think I think that's really where you get meaning out of your life. You know, I think, Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're some hyper egotistical maniac who's just, you know, just hell bent on taking over the world, then 
okay, maybe acquiring that CEO position, you know, acquiring, acquiring yeah. that position where you got to work 80 hours a week, mm-hmm. you know, okay, well, maybe if that's going to give you personally meaning, that's fine. But for me, it's like, uh, it's not mean, how I'm wired. I mean, what, yeah, what are you going to do with all that money? You're right. not going to take it with, you know, and if you're not sharing it, so, so, and yeah, like you said, you got to, you got to find what your ball is, you know, what, well, what is that that's going to bring you that meaningfulness in your life? You know, sure. is it having a kid? Is it creating a legacy? Is right. it, what does it mean for you? Creating that's, a business, you know, mm-hmm. is it doing an epic, an epic quest or an epic voyage? You know, what is it? Mm-hmm. So you just got to have that. And, and I think a lot of people these days just kind of flow through life and they don't even like really sit down and break that down. You know, I when when I used to when I would get stoned, I guess I still I guess I still do it, but used to when I would get stoned, I would look in the background. I would watch movies and I would look in the background and see what was going on back there because it's the details, it's everything, mm. it's all the small shit that we don't pay attention to. Yeah. Um, like there's a woman in the bottom right corner. She's yawning. See that down there? Ah, she is so that. incredibly into this guy's. You know, Milton Freeman. How yeah, dare you, oh lady? Oh my god! How dare right? you? But that's funny. Yeah. You know, so what? I look for the background shit. In in doing so, I get. A much bigger picture than what you're obviously supposed to be focusing on as a speaker. But by looking at all the background shit, uh, that helps paint a much bigger picture of what's going on. And when you look at the small things that are going on around you in your everyday walk, what's happening over there, what's happening, you take it all in, you have life going on all around you. And when you can pay attention to those different things and bring them all together, you will never have the same picture twice if you can look at it that way and not just your everyday mundane thing because it's up to you to be the best person that you can so that you can be the bright light in the world in somebody's world Mm -hmm. not this world this world is just it's just material Mm -hmm. in somebody's world because i live in a very different world than you do though we're both in the same room yeah right so to for me or for you to find what it is that you're supposed to do with you. Maybe it's what we're doing right now. And not just chase that, but you have something to offer. That's why you're here. You have something to offer. Mm-hmm. Well, and we all do. And like I said, like, you know, with my analogy, the 80-year-old or the 20-year-old who's broke, it's like you do have something to offer. You have a lot of potential you just unfortunately, you're going to have to figure out how you can maximize that yes. and how you can get to it and how you can make yourself focused mm-hmm. enough to take advantage of it, you know? And, you know, people want to say, oh, you know, you, you know, be happy, you know, be great. Well, no, you should do both. Be both. Be both. Yeah. Be happy while you're doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Be happy because you are focusing in and you are mm-hmm. working towards something and you're mm-hmm. kind of, and you're, you're focusing your potential. Cause once you do, once you do focus your mm-hmm. potential in that direction, that you know that it can go and mm-hmm. that you can maximize it then it opens up at that point and it, all kinds of possibilities it opens, opens up, up from it there. Open, i'm sorry it opens up uh, infinite possibilities just like you said when you do that and then when you take another step forward you then go through a door which has a brand new set of infinite possibilities mm-hmm. so people say well i don't like change okay that's fine go ahead that's fine if that's what you want do it. Yeah, I hope but, you're happy right now. Then, <laughs> well, but these are the same people that'll bitch and complain. You give them, you, you give them, you give them the fucking keys to a brand new Mercedes, and they'll bitch because the, yeah. the 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 chrome's not on or the paint's not. Yeah, right. 
And we all know those people out there, you know? And again, it comes back to how we started this. And it's all, you know, what do you want to put out there into the world? What kind of attitude do you want to have? What mm-hmm. what do you want to accentuate? What's important to focus on to you? Do you want to always focus on that negative shit? Or, yeah, you want to say, man, look at this. Again, tons of opportunities. So many opportunities. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it didn't work out exactly how I thought. But, hey, we got four different other reasonably good opportunities over here mm-hmm. that might work out anyway, you know? I mean, and I've had to tell myself that many a times when I've got fired from the countless amounts of nominal jobs <laughs> that I've been fired from, you know, you're like, hey, you're fucking, you're fired. but then again, you know, when has change really been a bad thing? I mean, it's, 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 it's all in perspective. It's, it's a little uncomfortable at first. It's, yes, it's typically it a little uncomfortable at first, but it usually ends up being for the best in the long run. It really is. It really is. And, it, you know, the more you can embrace it and the more you're willing to do it, the more you can see that it's really not that bad. Mm hmm. We're not willing to do it because we've, it's just, it's just our brain. It's not who we are as people that don't like change. Our brain does not like to change. Yeah. And that affects us as we think we are as a human being and as a personality. Yeah. No question. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta put that good vibe, that good energy out in the world. You know, mm-hmm. I know it sounds corny to say, but, uh, no, it makes all the difference because what, what you throw out there will go back to you. It, it does. And again, little things can have big ripples. So, you know, just, Every little aspect, anything you can do. Mm-hmm. You know, I got I got a couple buddies who we try to, you know, we're trying to grow up. Mm-hmm. You know, we used to be beer guzzling idiots together, and <laughs> now we're trying to trying to grow up a little bit and mm-hmm. start doing the adult thing. And you know, so we're trying to help each other out and, sure, and, and stay sure. motivated. And it's like, yeah, sometimes you know, you just give each other ideas, little things, this and that, yeah. and you know, and just try to go with it. You know, like one I gave him, one I gave one of my buddies, make your bed every day. Make your goddamn bed every single day, okay? How long does it take to make your bed? 20 seconds, maybe 30 seconds at the most. You know, mm-hmm. unless, you, unless you have restless leg syndrome, <laughs> then, you know, it shouldn't be too big of a deal. Right. And boom, right off the get-go, that's a victory, okay? You've done so, something successful first thing in the morning. You check. can put a checkbox on mm-hmm. something. Boom, uh, we got some momentum. Let's keep it going here. What else do we got, you know? And, and how much better is it when you come home to a nice clean and pristinely made bed as opposed to just like a knot of sheets that looks like a soft ice cream swirl you know i mean that's not inviting at all no it's it's not and you know there are times when when i will make my bed i'll set my telling on myself but i'll make my i'll make my bed and then i'll set my you know my pajamas or whatever on my pillow and then i'll put a movie on on top of the pillow and i'll put my uh, a little pipe and maybe a little bit of pot next to it because I know that today I'm going to have a lot of adulting to do. Mm-hmm. I know this about me mm-hmm. and my, who I am. I've noticed that I, when I have, when I come home from those days, I've always wanted those things. Mm-hmm. I always go to those things. So I'm going to be proactive and then treat myself kindly and set those things out now because I know I'm going to forget because I always fucking do. Yeah. I know I'm going to forget that I've done that. So when I walk into it, Oh, awesome. Mm-hmm. That is so cool. And, you know, as you're out there getting shit done, banging and bumping elbows, mm-hmm. doing all that shit, you know, in the back of your mind, hey, that puppy's waiting for me when I get home, mm-hmm. you know, it's might a be nice a long feeling. day, might be rough, might have been a tough one, might have had some bullshit go down that I didn't see coming, but it's there and it's waiting for me. One thing um, that I thought about in lieu of today, um, we were talking about it. You and I at one point had gotten into a discussion uh, about relationships in uh, our recent past. And uh, one thing that came back to mind was uh, 
you know, going also going back to you come home at the end of the day, oh, that would be nice, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, let's say that, uh, and this has actually worked out quite well. Um, let's say that I come home and my girlfriend, she sees something is wrong. Out of love, she'll say, uh, she'll ask, are you okay? What's the matter? I'm, I'm not happy because of X, Y, and Z because of the day. So I'm going to say I'm fine, which just means I don't want to talk about it. Just give me my space. I don't want yeah. to be bothered. Yeah. So what happens is then she'll, but to her, when, when for me and from in general, when most guys say there's nothing wrong, that usually means we're pissed off and we don't want to talk right now. Yeah. Normally that's what it means. I need space. And so when we get pushed, we're not, when we get pushed by somebody and initially we're not upset because of that person, but we are upset and that person's starting to get at us. Now we are unintentionally starting to nap at that. Does that make sense? Yeah. At that person. And so what Bridget and I have learned to do, because when she says nothing's wrong, I think, oh, she doesn't want to talk about it. Sorry, that's not what it means normally in woman language. Usually that means, ask me again, so I feel that you're caring toward me, so I feel that you're noticing that I've had a hard day, you know. And so when I go into the room and play video games, she gets pissed off <laughs> because she wanted my attention. Well, she yeah. said nothing was wrong. So yeah, And yeah. then I, I start snapping at her when I say there's nothing wrong. I mean, she can obviously tell. Yeah. And so what we do, the way we, the way we resolve the situation is... I come home. I am upset. Bridget says, what's wrong? I'm not going to lie to her. She can see nothing's wrong. It's obvious. You know, and I said, well, this happened at work. That happened at work. And I'll spend maybe 10 seconds at the most saying it's not because of you. It's because of X, Y, and Z. But you know what? I'm in a bad place. I really don't feel like talking right now. I kind of need a little bit of space um, or just a little, some downtime of some kind. Um, but so you get what you need. But you also have to give her what she needs as the as the other caring half of the relationship say to her look i'm pissed off let her know that you're not pissed off at her because mm-hmm. you're pissed off and you're talking to her she's going to think you're pissed off because of her yeah. that's, and that's not the case at all so let her know right now she is not the problem yeah. say it was x y and z how about later tonight when the house goes to sleep we can sit down and talk about it and that gives her what she needs, the time to nurture you. Yeah. And that gives you the space you need to collect yourself. Yeah, and then you cool both off. can come together. Yeah. And, and yeah, and it's, again, you know, I'm going to come back to Jordan Peterson. I fucking love this guy. I've been watching a ton of his <laughs> lectures. And he talks about this kind of exactly stuff all sure. the time. And it's like, yeah, that stuff right there that you're talking about, that, that's your real, that's your life. Mm-hmm. That that's your real life, you know. Mm-hmm. It's that kind of stuff. It's not, you know, drinking margaritas or pina coladas on a beach somewhere, destroying or, my liver out in the, yeah, out on the in, boat in Mexico. Know. No, your life is every day coming home and interacting with your mm-hmm. girlfriend and having that moment. And it's like you want to get your shit together. Figure out how to do that well, okay? Figure out how to do that the best way you can. Mm-hmm. Because, again, that's your life. That's 10, 15 minutes every single day, mm-hmm. you know? And, again, the bed. They say, oh, well, you know, it's why? Who cares? I'm going to mess it up again. Yeah, so what? And you're going to leave again, too, and mm-hmm. it's going to look like a piece of shit. Again, we're talking 30 seconds here, you know? That is your life. You want to have mm-hmm. a nice organized bed? Do you want to be a person that has a nice organized bed? Or do you want to be that person who has a ball of sheets and that and that's your bed? Right. You know? It's like, that is your life, that little shit. And, and it doesn't sound like much, but you get that together, and your life as a whole will come together. If you leave it all in a, I, I liked what you said about the little ball, the little ball of sheets, you know, mm-hmm. because that's the mentality that you're going to get in and out of every single fucking day. If you leave your bed looking like that, that's that you're you're going into that mentality for the night, that's and you're true. leaving that mentality. 
Yeah, you're setting that precedent for the mm-hmm. day. That's and that true. should be the most comfortable, relaxing, most inviting place in the whole fucking house mm-hmm. is your safe bed. I never thought of that. That's true, though. Yeah, and when you that thing's pristine and it's laid out all perfectly and nicely. God, it feels good. You're, that's what you're doing. to the. You're like, mm, I'm going to fucking slam the shit it out of this day. It feels nice. This day's going to be my bitch. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is nice, looking nice enough. You can bounce a quarter off of it. Yeah. No, it's just it's that little stuff, you know, and again, and and, and but people, again, they're, they're so afraid or they steer away from working on those little things but it's like those little things matter what is there to be afraid of they absolutely matter what is there to be afraid of if you're the one fucking creating it yeah yeah you're afraid of the unknown this is known it's new yes there's going to be resistance because your body is going to do everything it wants to see like i try to get to work at six o'clock every i'd like to get to work at a quarter till they don't pay me for that edit that by the way i like to (laughs) but they do but they buy lunch like crazy like fucking i'm serious they do they so i don't bitch about it but my point is is that i don't do it I don't go there for to make sure I get in that 15 minutes because I know that's not that's not the case. Yeah. Um, I go in there because I can slowly open the store and relax, you know, which sets the day better. You know, I can just chill. Yeah. And just have the extra 15 minutes of breathing time because I don't like showing up there at six when I'm now I'm live and I'm still setting shit up. Yeah. And you're still kind of hate your bearings a little bit. Uh Yeah. I know. And that's something I've tried to learn the last couple of years is that, um, how how crucial your time is especially mm-hmm. in the morning mm. you know especially in the morning when you're getting up when you're getting going like that time is crucial and you got to do your best to not dick around with that time you know if there's something that you're going to need to do before tomorrow mm-hmm. and you can get it done tonight mm-hmm. get it done tonight yes. you know don't have don't have, don't put it off till the morning it's like well it only take 10 you're gonna minutes. get a phone call in the morning it's going to keep you from getting that necessary it, thing done exactly. so do it while you can fucking do it exactly and, and <laughs> use the time that is not so crucial you know you got, mm-hmm. you got i got three hours to burn here as opposed to in the morning well i'm gonna have a 40 minute window total and right. i gotta stuff 20 other minutes of shit into that window too so you know it's just it it's just getting all this stuff organized and, and and being the best person you can be and you put that out into the world man and who knows how much better everybody is off mm-hmm. just just for you taking care right. of your shit you know right. who, who knows how better we all are and we're supposed to live that way but we don't so you were talking about uh, uh making better use of your time it's like coming up here uh is extremely far north of where i normally go mm-hmm. and then from here i have to drop off uh girl scout cookie money to my daughter who's very south of here mm-hmm. so coming up here and going down there that's a lot of travel time mm-hmm. so the thing is is that i was like well i want to do this and i also have to get that done Mm-hmm. so okay so the two and two have to come together so what oh i've got a new car i can be thankful about that which has a which has fucking heat in it which has a <laughs> cd player in it because i don't i can't bluetooth yet um but i was like wait a minute i've got heat in the damn car too i am in a perfect position to have some alone time that i want mm-hmm. i like to socialize but i also very much cra- uh, crave solitude yeah yeah and so now this is a perfect opportunity where i can just bug out into my own world and listen to ACDC or Mozart or mm-hmm. d- doesn't I don't care what it is just listen to whatever I like and fucking or I can listen to some some uh, National Geographic uh, self help things mm-hmm. or inspirational videos whatever it doesn't matter use I've chosen to use the time to my advantage I'm gonna be there yeah might as well like it 
Yeah. And you're taking the situation that, oh, God, you got to drive, do this. Ugh. And you're like, eh, you know, this is my allotted time for just me thinking about me, mm-hmm. you know? And you got to be on the road. So, yeah, why not get in that mindset that, all right, this is me. Yeah, there's other people around. Mm-hmm. We're interacting sort of. But uh, I'm, I'm with me and I'm focused mm-hmm. on just right here. So, And if you can do that, not just here, but find ways to, to arrange any situation that has to come together and to find the best out of it mm-hmm. is all I'm saying. Yeah. And I think that again, I don't. I think I don't think that people think about it that way. You know, I don't mm-hmm. think that they realize the best way to maximize their time mm-hmm. and to actually break it down and say, okay, I, I'm gonna, I need to do this. This is gonna take an hour and a half. Right. I need to, this has got to be done too. Okay. So where do I put these pieces of the puzzle so that they fit together just perfectly? Mm-hmm. And we use that two hour block to get mm-hmm. those two things done, and it and it worked out well. So yeah, that's the kind of stuff. It's again, like a big game of Tetris. Yeah, You're always again, turning it, shit around. But it's not moving mountains, though. But, no, it's not. Uh, but it's valuable, and it's valuable, and it's important. And again, you know, efficiency is always good. Mm-hmm. We can make the most of our time because, like we said, I, I'm not going to work eight hours and then calling it a day. All right, here we go. Great. Because well, then well you are going to. You might live to be ninety, but if you don't change, then you are going to live the same. You might not change for a whole year. You might. Then if you live to be ninety, then you're going to live the same fucking year. 90 times mm-hmm. yeah is that a life sure if that's what you like go for it i'm not going to criticize you yeah bill, that's not for me though bill, <laughs> bill murray did it in groundhog's day i guess so oh shit you're right yeah i forgot about that god that fucking punks tony phil man he he fucked us this year man <laughs> god damn it it's been cold as shit around here the last couple of weeks right but yeah don't don't be afraid to change you guys you know it's like i said it's always it's never really a bad thing, you know. It's it never turns out bad. It 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 might not go the way you think, but it's always good for you. And it just feels bad sometimes. It it does it does. And and you know it's the suffering and the pain. Again though, that's that's where the growth comes from, and that's where all the development comes from. Is that pain and that suffering? You know, perfect example of this. I've been taking cold showers at the gym recently. I you know I work out, and then after the workout, I'll take a cold shower. You know, not too long, only for about two or three minutes. But I mean, it's cold. It's the point where it's getting my blood rate up. And again, not not fun, not sure. in, not enjoyable. Sure, but that shows me what I can deal with and what I can take. Mm. And you get out of that shower and you're done. And you're like, holy shit, man! I actually feel that was that was nothing. That was, that was nothing. You know, or you find you're getting used to that. Oh yeah, I mean, and it's funny. Yeah, incrementally as I've been doing it, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh god. You know, I, I go into it, I'm like, oh god, I don't want to do this. Fuck, this is fucking bullshit. And then I get into that water, and I'm like, oh god, oh god. And I'm like, oh, okay, well we go, we can go another thirty. We can go another thirty. Uh, okay, okay, we can go another thirty. You know, and you just you keep breathing. You and can always go one more. It's it, it's exactly. You can always go a little bit longer. You know, and it's that it's that voluntary suffering again. That where mm-hmm. that is where the growth comes from. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not fun. It's not pleasant. But it's meaningful most it of the time, and you're going to be better off because of it in the long run. Mm-hmm. So, well, I was watching. Uh, I was. Uh, I was. What was I doing? Uh, fucking not thinking right. <laughs> I was watching the uh, the dandelions one day, um, and I noticed that as the sun was heading over, uh, I was mowing the lawn. Uh, cloud or not, rain or not, they kept following the light. Really, no matter what, they just kept. They kept. It was, it was a shorter distance from root to nourishment. 
Yeah. And so it didn't matter what was going on on the outside. They knew what they needed to do on the inside. And they stayed. They all stayed in one direction. They all naturally did the exact same shit. They're programmed that way. They don't know how to do anything different. Yeah. But we're the ones as human beings trying to make everything fucking harder than it has to be. <laughs> Especially on ourselves, which ruin it for other people. Yeah. And yeah. we wind up making fucking... Yeah. We just... we This society needs a serious... Uh, Serious makeover. I think we just need to. <laughs> I think we need to outline what our values are again. I think we've all kind of forgotten about what our true values are as Americans, and you know, even as Seattleites and mm-hmm. you know Washingtonians and whatever. We, I think we've kind of lost what our values are. Like, what's important to us, and what do we find sacred? You know, right. and I think that's why there's been a lot of division and a lot of bickering and a lot of fighting about stuff in this country, you know, it's cause we don't have a collective idea of what is important to us, you know? Right. And I think, you know, it might be with the technology age that we live in, our cell phones that are always taking our attention and making us look at social media mm-hmm. and tr- trying to compare ourselves to other, you know, maybe we've just kind of lost our core of what's important. I, I think we really have. And, uh, yeah, it's something that, Hopefully we can get back on track here because, you know, if this, if this divide nice. gets too big, then, I mean, anything's possible. Because the direction that we're going is not, is obviously not the ideal direction. But. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, and there's just, it doesn't seem like we can come together on anything. No, we you know? can't. I mean. Well, we can, but we choose not to. You know, we can. We yeah. can. We choose not to. You yeah. and I are coming together on this thing. Why can't other people do it on a, on a much bigger scale? That's true. Because some uh, some other people out there have to have it their fucking way. Yeah. There's no. What other reason is there? I mean, we got people who came decide on left or right Twix. <laughs> you know, I mean, right? I know. What Jesus the hell Christ, is that? People? What does that mean? I stock that shit every day. What does it fucking mean? Why is there the word left printed on the left? Why do you do that? It's it's just a it's just a gag. They're not giving up on. They're not. They're gonna beat the. They're gonna beat this dead horse into a bloody pulp. What was the purpose of it to begin with? I don't know. It's just, I think it's um, you know if if I if I bothered, to, I could Google it and find out if it meant that much yeah, to me. I, but I haven't yet, so I probably won't. Yeah, God, you know, we need to sit down. We need to have a gigantic town hall. Get everybody at the Rose Bowl or something, whatever mm-hmm. would hold us. Maybe wherever Ohio State plays. Mm-hmm. And let's just hash this out. You know, again, let's get a journal. Let's get a <laughs> let's get a <laughs> let's, national let's, journal. Let's get your notebook. Yeah, yeah. Get a national notebook and let's write this shit out. What do we want? Huh? What's important to us? <laughs> I think that's called the uh, the United Nations, but they don't really have. I don't. I never see them with uh, journals and shit. No, no. Lots of funny outfits, though. <laughs> lots of real funny outfits. But <laughs> oh man, yeah. Just uh, listen. Let's wrap this one up here. We're getting a little long uh, in Lengthy. the tooth. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Don't be afraid to change, you guys. It, in fact, embrace it if you can. Okay, it's good for you. It's just it's like a cold shower. You know, it's it, it kind of sucks while you're doing it. It's a little bit unpleasant. It's not that fun. But once it's done, man, mm-hmm. you can f- certainly feel like a million bucks. I'll tell you that right. much. So, But uh, Arden, Arden Massey, thank you uh, for welcome. joining me, man. Appreciate you making it out for this. You're very uh, welcome. Good luck on your journey. Uh, thank you. Wh- where are we at on the mileage right now? Uh, we are at, uh, let's see, 32 miles in. 32 miles. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. You're making some progress. You're... Uh, you're like well, you started. I, start, I started it in about mid January, mid to late January is when okay. I, I wanted to kick it off on the first, but I didn't. That didn't work. So about mid to late January is at about uh, two, 
there's some weeks I was more dedicated than those. But again, new habits take time. Yeah. Habits take time. Yeah. And so I'm about 32 miles in. Okay. So you're... Uh... You're in like the Chehalis area, you know, <laughs> somewhere around there. You know, I actually, I actually, I have it very well, even broken down to the city. Uh-huh. I mean, these are large, these are large maps, but I have it very much down to the county and to the yeah. city as to my mileage. That's good, man. But that's in a different book. Hey, that's good, man. You gotta, you, you gotta have the big picture set. But there's no way you're getting that big picture unless you focus on this next step right in front of you. You know, you got to take that one right there. Right. You had said something earlier, and I know you're trying to close, so I just want to say this one thing. You had said something earlier about uh, being a puzzle piece. And I thought, well, if you think about it, puzzle piece, uh, let's just take a center one somewhere. It has four sides. And each somewhere... Uh, there, and each side has its own color. It all fits into a different slot. Some of them you have the little protruding prong Mm -hmm. and some of them you have the internal one yep but you are meant to fit in a multitude of directions other than you are not the only piece so get your eyes off yourself Mm -hmm. look at the bigger picture you're part of a much bigger piece of art you are you are and the more we can come together the more incredible things that we can accomplish you know Mm -hmm. so start with yourself make your bed make your bed you can do the next thing get your get your shit in line and see what happens? See how what what those ripples can affect on the world, and you guys would be shocked. Again, the smallest changes can have some pretty big and pretty profound effects. Yes. So, all right. Thank you guys for joining us. We appreciate you guys. Uh, again, you know, I mentioned it at the beginning, but uh, my apologies on the hiatus. We had some scheduling issues. We had some technical difficulties. I think I I just recorded an episode the other day actually, and uh, I, I think we lost it unfortunately. So uh, I'm not even going to explain it to you guys. But you know, shit happens. We're doing the best we can here, and uh, you know, this is an interesting path. I don't know where it's going to end, you guys, but uh, I'm going to keep going down it, and I hope you guys keep following this path with me as well, you guys, because I appreciate uh, having you guys here, and that's the best thing I got going at this point. So thank you guys for listening. Another ear episode of an earful in the Emerald City, Arden. Once again, appreciate you making it out man we'll have to do it again sometime soon yeah and thank you guys for joining and we will talk with you guys next week